Hello, everyone, and welcome out to episode 278 of The Good, The Bad, and Geeky. Tonight's show is sponsored by UTMNT. Go to UTMNT.com and find out how you can support Ultimate Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Also, our podcast is supported by Pack Rat Comics, which is the house, at least for the February episode, of the It's All Been Done Radio Hour. You can check out It's All Been Done Radio Hour at itsallbeendoneradiohour.com. It's a fantastic podcast, and I'm not saying it because I'm a part of it. Uh, it is a, it's a lot of fun, um, not just to be in, but it's also fun to listen to. Uh, the podcast is now updating because um, we pre-recorded all the shows um, you know, to get like a... a a cue going, so to speak, and it's up to, and it's it's a blast. It's one. Of, I am so happy to be a part of it, um, or that I get a chance to be a part of it. I should say. Um, but Pack Rat Comics, uh, comic books, graphic novels, T-shirts, board games, and tons of tons of other awesome stuff. Check them out. PackRatComics.com. It's also the home of the Good, the Bad, and the Geeky live and unedited, as in live and unedited when you watch the show. Uh, it's a little edited when it hits the podcast feed. Um, but please check us out. We uh, For the February show, we air after It's All Been On Radio Hour. Um, and then after that, in March, we take the 7 p.m. slot by It's All Been On Radio Hour. So please check us out. And last but not least, audibletrial.com forward slash goodbadgeeky. Get a 14-day trial uh, audiobook and get a, a, a taste of what you can get with over 180,000 titles to choose from. Pretty freaking sweet. All right, so... This episode of The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky, uh, Jimmy returns to the show. Now, uh, Jimmy and I don't have a lot of time to spend just a podcast necessarily anymore. Usually we're working on his show, or we're, we're really hanging out, um, which is which is a good thing. You know, you don't want to always be working all the time on stuff. Or, or he's helping me with some of the sketches on, on, on The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky. So, uh, you know... You have to have that healthy balance, and sadly, podcasting for the actual main part of the show has sort of fallen to the side. Oh, c'est la vie. But Jimmy's come back. We talk about uh, tons of stuff. Now, uh, for those with the GBG app, you will be very happy to hear the full uncut episode um, with um, a little note at the beginning. It's not any ads or anything like that, but it's a little note about something that you're going to hear in the unedited version uh, it's almost like a correction. So if you have the GBG app, you if you don't, you can get it on the Android Store or iTunes for a buck ninety nine. And uh, usually we try to have usually not on every episode, but a lot of episodes have some bonus features to them. So please check it out. Um, now here's episode two seventy eight where we talk about Sesame Street on HBO and much much more on the Good the Bad and the Geeky. Warning: the podcast you're about to hear is very filthy. We say naughty words you would use as an adult anyway. It'll cause you not to eat your vegetables, and your mom generally thinks it's a bad idea. Any moment of the show that has any similarity to the history of any person living or dead, real or fictional, to real events are entirely unintentional and coincidental. Unless we're specifically noted otherwise in the cast and crew credits, all celebrity voices are impersonated, and new celebrity has endorsed any aspect of the show.
the base of our conversations, we're about 40 minutes into the episode, aren't I we? I know, right, right. Uh, it's a shame you weren't recording all of the conversation we've had so far. I it know. would have made a whole episode. I know. Well, I'll recount some of it. Okay. Because one part you is... You about your guy at the door? I do, because okay. it was freaking creepy. That was that was weird. So, so Jimmy, uh, when well, we're recording this, Jimmy is literally getting off work, picking up food, and coming to me here. And it's around like four... You've surprised me before coming a little bit early. Yeah, not too often, but it, yeah. It was like 4.08 or something like that, 4 o'clock, 4.08. And I get knocked the door. I'm like, Jimmy's early, so I run upstairs and I open the door. And there's this dude dressed to the gills, and he has your build in your face, like kind of like a round, like a roundish face. Mm. Um, but he has like a toboggan on. And then there's your clue. It wasn't me. I do not wear toboggans. <laughs> True, but his face. I, I do not like toboggans. His face. And see, now that I know that, I will click it. Well, I'll probably forget. I wear sometimes. I wear those stupid little. Um, what do you call it? Like skiers wear? It's like the wraparound that covers your ears. Yeah, but I don't like wear the, a full hat. Kind of like a Charlie Brown hat, but it's not. Ish. It's, yeah, yeah. Sure. But I don't wear a hat that covers the top of my head. Right. So hats overheat me. I don't he, like it. Uh, and yet you commit to a wig when you do why not? Oh, I regret that every time. By the way, I'll, well, I'll talk about another idea I had uh, when we do a live okay. show. It hit me today, but. Uh, We'll Does he shave his head and then dye it brown? No. Damn it. No. Uh, uh, hey, no, you are the one who committed to the wig. and you're. In, yeah, so that's partly your fault. Honestly, you spurn it kinda, I kind of feel like, you know, I, I'm not, not an actor by any means. I don't even pretend. But I kind of feel like I have a posture and a mannerism and the wig, I, and it kind of gets me into the character a bit. I, I, I love it. I, I I'm have, always hunched over a little bit. I'm always My knees are always slightly bent. Like, I have a process to get into the character. I love it. I, I love it. So, uh, so, but I looked at it, and it literally took me a second. I was like, I almost I almost said, Jimmy, and then I realized it's completely not you. But then he, and then this is the first well, thing Well, was it black? No. Because that would have been... Oh, that would have been the... I'm sorry. That would have been the second <laughs> clue off. Uh, he wasn't white! <laughs> <laughs> Well, I do not Nick, see... Nick doesn't see color. color. He's like, Stephen Colbert. Yeah. So, but he, go, he goes, uh, and he sells it with such veracity and honesty that I really... He literally was like, so am I late for lunch? He doesn't say hello. He doesn't say, hi, my name is blank. He doesn't say anything. He just goes, so am I late for lunch? And it's a very sincere... And I I give him a, a WTF look, and I don't say anything. I, I'm, I, it's probably, in retrospect, a bit more of a dick mm-hmm. thing to do, but I just looked at him like... You know who it was. Who? It is your rival podcast sending a street guy to mess with you. I bet he had a microphone. I bet your rival podcaster is now going to make a fool of you on his podcast. Who, who, who's my rival podcast? Surely you have a rival podcast. Oh, I surely. An arch nemesis. An arch nemesis. I, I never really thought of it before. Maybe that's the whole thing is that I have one and I have no clue. <laughs> you have no clue. Like... For years you've had this feud. And this was just the latest in a series of... Stunts against you. Haven't I seen you somewheres before? It's like, no, no, uh, but can I come in for lunch? No, but... For the record, I would like to throw out there, if you do have an arch rival that's listening right now, um, contact me at TV, and Mm -hmm. I will help you pull one over on Nick. Yes, please do. (laughs) That's on Twitter. On on Twitter, by the way. On Twitter, at JeromeWetzelTV, or just email me at Jerome at itsallbeendoneradiohour.com. There you go. Um, And he, uh, but no, he he literally, and then he kept repeating, he's like, Mm -hmm. Am I late for lunch? Yeah. Am I, am, I, am I late for lunch? And yeah. I just, same look, and I'm just like, what? And then finally he's like, it was a joke. And I'm just like, 
again, I don't say anything. Because it's not really <laughs> it's a not joke. Because my first thought is, oh my god, is he insane? Does he think he's Ooh, supposed to be here? Now we write this as a character into a sketch. He's <laughs> sort of right. But I, it's, I felt so bad at first because I was like, look, I appreciate you're going door to door for... Uh, whatever company, whether it be AT and T or AT and T, I do not appreciate the door to door people uh, at all. No, no, that no, makes no. me not want your product. I I don't love it, but I'm saying I can appreciate you're you're doing your job in the cold and it's oh, a I job. don't blame him, but that I blame no, no, the no. company. I blame the company, but I, I'm saying so. I, I I do feel bad that you're you're out in this weather because it's January in Ohio where we live, mm-hmm. not and today the high was 11. Yeah, it's so really cold. It's really fucking cold, and so I feel really bad for him in that regard. But when you open up the conversation with, "Am I late for lunch?" You don't even say hi. That's when I'm just like, what the hell? And because I was telling, I was telling you when you came in, I was like, that's why I didn't answer the door right away because I thought this dude came back. It's only been like ten minutes, mm. and I was a little nervous. I, I was downstairs too, so that wasn't. But I hesitated a bit, and I opened the door, and I was like, oh, thank God, it's well, you. I, I ran back to my car, I took off the toboggan, I washed off the black face, and I came back to the door. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, for the record, yeah. I would never wear black face. I know. It's 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 offensive to to, to Jimmy. So it's very, very offensive. offensive to no, me. I know, I know. I do not. Well, that's like the racial... old, that's the old joke that you're racist. Oh, even racist, not, even yeah. though it was never ever the slightest bit racist at all. No, right. Also, there was a weird conversation uh, for those listening in our live episode. If you have the app, you can hear all of it. But in between our show mm-hmm. and the Why Not Green sketch, there's a bit where it's between Sam and Seamus, our narrator, where they're, they're like doing like, oh, it's clear because you're racist. And that, that goes on. And you're just like, that'll be on the next episode of Judge Jimmy. And I'm just like, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> so I mean, it was weird. I was, I was just like, oh, God. So now everyone in the, in the audience who don't know us are probably going like, they're all racist, and I'm like, we well, are. Yeah, we're all homophobic racists. We are a little bit. Not really. No, we're just filthy. I will go with that, then. I will totally go with that. I one. will say, you know, we had a big discussion um, of when we started. Uh, it's all been the radio yeah. about where the line was to cross, mm-hmm. and the one that's always been a concern, of course, is porn star detectives. Yes, it took Top Notch Tangler, which released yesterday. Less than two days to beat Porn Star's numbers. And I'm like, I wonder if titling a podcast episode Porn Star Detectives and the Case of the Missing Dildo hurt us. Because our numbers were quite a bit down last week compared to the first week. Mm-hmm. And then today, like we had, today was the second best day for downloads the podcast has ever oh, had. Yeah? After the first day. Yeah, yeah. January 3rd, the day the first one came out, is our biggest day. But this day, today almost caught that. And I was like, oh, so maybe last week's mistake was porn star detectives and the case of the missing dildo. Long term, long term effects. Yeah, that will be good for that episode. Yeah, but short term, yeah, it will probably turn some people off of me, which is sad because I think porn stars is consistently like laugh out loud, hilarious every single time. The other ones, I feel, it, I, I grant, I like all of them. But if there's any complaints in terms of level of how funny they are, porn stars to me is always at the top. I personally feel Universe Journey is second to that, but I also feel that you need to be listening to every episode sometimes to get some of that, or you need to be a Star Trek fan. Yeah, Yeah. Universe Journey is kind of... But but granted, I love Universe Journey. Oh, I do That's why I'm not saying it because I'm totally saying because I'm in it, but what are some things going on in entertainment? Because I feel we haven't haven't done that in a long time. No, we haven't. Um, I finished Daredevil Season 1. 
What did you think? Well, first she lied to me. Things did not get any worse between Matt and Foggy. They really turned around. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm talking about in general. Uh, okay. Because I was at the end of that, the second to last episode, that someone died. Yeah. I was sad. Ben Eric. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, that's what I was talking about. Oh, I thought you said things got worse for Matt and Foggy. No, okay. I'm talking about in general it gets worse. Yeah, I saw it coming from a mile away, and yet it's still Well, hurt. but here's the thing. And in terms of the Marvel Universe, mm-hmm. the, the, the biggest people reporting... Are J.J. Abrams or no? No, J.J. Abrams. Fuck. J.K. Simmons. Jake. Jake. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> See what you did there. No. Uh, J.J. Jameson. Uh, ben Urich and Peter Parker. Those are the in the news wise. Those are the biggest characters. In and the, uh, the guy that works for J. Jonah. What's his name? Robbie. Oh, and, and Robbie Robertson. Those are the big like four. Mm-hmm. You've. Fucking killed one of them, and yeah. you're just like, oh my god! Like I was not expect, I was expecting like maybe like someone would like, st- like he would probably break his like uh, every part of him. And no, you know, as he- soon as I saw Kingman in his apartment, I knew he was dead. Kingman doesn't come personally unless he's killing him. I, I it mean, was it rough was, shit. It was rough. It was so good. It was very. Now good. I will say, and I think if you finally, uh, I don't think I think you skipped it before by GBG drive by on Daredevil. I think I did listen to it. The only, the only Let me look. My my only complaint really with it was the final fight between Fisk and Daredevil. Mm. Was I liked it, but you could tell they were trying to make it seem like they were like Kingpin was bigger than he was. Yeah, and because he's because uh, smaller than yeah, and that bothered me a bit. And again, that's the downside of of that. I almost wish that it was a special effect that he was actually larger than life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I, which again, that's way harder to do. Yeah, I just have Jessica Jones and Tomorrowland on GBG Drive by sitting here. Um, but but uh, I mean, but still, I loved it a great deal. It makes me excited for season two, and yeah. I uh, I really like it a lot. Did you see the Netflix release where they said they'll probably only do uh, two seasons of Marvel a year? They thought any more than that's too saturated. I agree. So like 2016 I mean, it sucks, will but... be Dear Devil season two and Luke Cage. 2017 will probably be Jessica Jones and the Defenders. Probably Defenders first. Or, no, Iron Fist and Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. Or Iron Fist and the Defenders. And then Jessica Jones 2018. I'm, I don't know. See, I'm so they said okay. the Punisher that they might do is probably going to have to wait a while because they think they can only do like two seasons but I'm a fine, year. But honestly, I'm fine with that. because well, okay, Yes no. and no. I mean, I think five seasons a year would be too much to do all those characters. But I, would, I, I think they can work their way up to three. Uh, okay, the way the films three, they're doing three. Three. But but here's the other thing too is that it's a completely different medium than, than movies. Movies is like two hours. Well, they said they film them like movies that take the huge production like six months. Oh yeah, and, totally. You know, so it's um, a, yeah, I understand why. But nah. at the same, and there is a lot of crossover. So yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Matter of fact, now here's the thing: Jessica Jones is is a it's a, it's, a it's own different thing. I see your Daredevil one that I li- I had to have listened to it. Well, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Uh, or maybe I did and was just like, I'll forget anyway. That, but that's pretty much was my biggest complaint was, if mm-hmm. I remember correctly, was just the final fight. Like, I felt like everything was beautifully woven together. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, did not love Foggy at first, but he grew on me. Yeah. Well, I like the actor. I just didn't think he was right for the role. I wanted someone a little bit more... Um, actually, this is probably in retrospect. I think I loved Foggy at the time, but after retrospect, um, because I read Matt... Uh, Matt uh, Matt Wade's and uh, Mark I can't remember his last name no Mark Wade's uh, it doesn't matter but the, his run on Daredevil that just ended is phenomenal mm. and for some reason I have almost like more of a John Favreau which he, he played mm. in the original movie 
I have more of that kind of lumbering, kind mm. of doofus kind of vibe. And that one actor, I can't remember his name, he does a good job with that, but it took me a few episodes to warm up to him and really like him a lot because if that's the foggy that may go through cancer and all kinds of other stuff, well, and is the biggest yeah. burden to Matt's thing besides Electra and other characters, it's just mm. like, okay... Uh, but I think he can do it, and the episode where he found out, which I think is when we talked last week, was, 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 was wonderful. Was amazing, yes. Wonderful. So, I have, I have no complaints about what they're doing I that. thought it was a little weird that they, in the middle of the season, kind of started to pair up um, Karen and Foggy, and then they backed away from it without really resolving it. And they put Foggy back with the girl from the beginning of the season. I And I always thought it was Karen that. and Matt. So that's why I was like, are they going to put Karen on Foggy? And then they didn't do it. But they, like, teased it. I honestly felt like, um, well, there was a bit of a change in the writer's room. Okay. Because I I feel like like, if they were going to put them together, though, they should have, since they started to act like they were putting them together, there should have been some conversation. I mean, I guess Foggy going back to the other girl was the decision. But I also was expecting Karen to maybe shoot up in the finale, and that never happened. But I'm okay with that, because it just well, creates drama for season two. Well, I know, but the first of all, I... Or she could have been shooting and, up, and we don't know yet. They well, yeah, I would have liked to have seen her and Matt kind of... They share a moment in the finale. No, not that far yet. But I would have liked to have seen made it more clear that they were interested in each other, because they only kind of barely hint that in the finale. Yeah. Um, but she, like, wasn't handling Ben's death well. And she even said, like, I think it was in the penultimate episode, oh, I want something stronger than alcohol. And Foggy kind of laughs it off, going like, oh, I smoked a doobie once, blah, blah, blah. But she clearly wasn't going along with the joke. And you know she met, like, hard drugs. And in the comics, of course, she not only yeah. does hard drugs, she dies of AIDS. That she gets from a needle or something? Yeah. And so I'm like, ooh, are they going to do Dark Karen? I kind of hope so. I hope so, too. I Well, but now with the ringing Electra in season two, that kind of creates another I obstacle like, to getting Karen and I Matt like, together, though. I like Doug Petrie yeah. a lot. but is she... No, that light's just annoying me. Oh, no, you're good. Uh, Doug Petrie is running the show for season two, and yeah. Stephen DeKnight took the show over, I think, from Drew Goddard in the first season. But Stephen Knight, he, uh, I thought he did a great job, and I wish that he could carry through. Yeah. But he's working on another show or movie, mm. and so he might be free for season three, but not season two. And I'm just like, that sucks because I think Pete Petrie uh, does do episodes from season one. I th- I'm probably wrong, mm. but I know that was that's a, it's a little bit of a bummer because I because you know what I mean it's Knight's vision that. Ended up overall percolating from Goddard's from I think episode four mm-hmm. on, I, or you know because he kind of did what uh, what's his name did with um, Frank Darabont, which is these were your plans. I'm going to follow them through, but now up to a point. But I'm going to take your plans and take mine and sort of yeah. doing a mix and match and until mine's more of the current one. And I love what not tonight did, and I did not. Uh, I, I I can't I haven't got into Spartacus yet. I've tried like the pilot. Ooh, I need to watch that episode or two, and I just don't I bought love the it. Blu-rays when it came out, and we just never got to them. Everyone talks about them, but I'm just like I I I feel like if they're trying too hard to be like with that show, and no offense to whoever worked on it, I feel like it's almost trying to be like we can do an HBO show too. Look, uh, here's tons of TNA and blood, and that's what the trailer screams to me. Every time, or when I watch the pilot, that's what it screamed to me. It's like we can do HBO too, and I'm like. Don't be HBO. Be your own show. Did you watch any of the new uh, Sesame Streets on HBO yet? No. Well, I don't have HBO, so I can't. Oh, HBO Now. 
I don't have HBO now. I do, so you basically okay, do. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but I was just shocked at how many F-bombs they had Big Bird drop. I was just shocked. You're lying. And Big Bird was walking around completely nude, You're I will say. Yeah, yeah. The second part was true. Because he always has. Uh, did you uh, uh, Did you see what I posted the other day from The Tonight Show? I did cry. I totally cried. What? What? It wasn't, it wasn't super, it wasn't meant mm-hmm. to be sad, I don't think, mm-hmm. but it's, um, it's a picture of a giant brick wall, yeah. aka so the performers can hide sure. behind it, but Jimmy Fallon's back there, and he does a bit on the show. Doing the photo bombing. Photo bombing. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Well, the whole bit, though, at the end, where Big Bird, Big Bird and Jimmy Fallon, like, jump in front, behind, behind mm-hmm. this little girl, yeah. and the little girl turns around, she's like, Big Bird, and she hugs him, and I'm just like, God damn it, I'm starting to tear up, I'm starting to get a little emotional They made now. quite a few changes, though, I was reading about the changes they made. What changes did they make? Um, one thing is they've refocused on the younger group of monsters, so it's Elmo, Abby Cadabra, Cookie Monster, and there was a fourth one, are going to be the main Muppets, and Big Bird, Bird and Ernie, Snuffle, Upagus, Oscar will still be around, but they'll all be secondary now. That's been that way for a while. I know there's been some shift, but they said they were really committing to that. Um, that makes they switched sad. it from an hour to half an hour because they think that's more attention. And they said they're ditching most of the parodies that adults like of current shows. Now that because the like, kids don't get them anyway. And I'm like, no, they never got them. That wasn't why they were there. They did say they have an Orange is the New Black one coming up, but they're going to do far less of those this year. But and they redesigned the entire street because they said it was designed to be like Brooklyn in a certain era and they wanted to update it. So now it's a new block that's more environmentally focused, and Big Bird's up in a tree now instead of in, like, a... What? Yeah. And Elmo's moved from an apartment into a brownstone. No. Yeah. Oh, I I haven't watched any of the episodes. I was just reading the summary. Jesus. Because I watched the the documentary, um, Mm -hmm. I Am Big Bird, or whatever, and it's a good documentary up until the end, um, which is, they make it about Carol Spiney trying to reconnect with the little girl from Mm -hmm. Big Bird in China thing, and you're just like... That wasn't the focus of the... If you would have started off the episode with her, like, I have not seen Carol Spiney since I was ever, yeah. and this is... I wonder all about him. And then you go, this is how Carol Spiney became big. That's not at all. Halfway through, it's like, yeah, we, we sat with that girl every day. We almost practically adopted her when we were there, and we loved her like our own daughter. But we, we couldn't even say goodbye to her because the authorities didn't want us there anyway. They, it was almost like a goodwill mm. d- diplomatic thing that they allowed Sesame Street in China and to do all the stuff they did. They didn't want her to say goodbye to him because they already thought that they were tainting her mind. And so he never got to say goodbye to this little girl. Mm. And every time they wrote her letters, like asking how she was doing, how's your family doing, the government, the China, China government would confiscate them. And so she has no idea how they've been. If they're, yeah. And I'm just going like, now that's an interesting story all in itself, and that should have been the focus, but it's almost like, oh, hey, look, they, they can meet now. They can meet. Okay. But no, they, they yeah. talk about one of the stories, and I actually watched it with Sarah, and I cried during that, too, because I'm fucking nostalgic. I don't know why. Or no, I really didn't think it was good, but I got bullied a lot as a kid, and they had the whole thing where Big Bird is a big bird, mm-hmm. and all the other birds are little, and they were talking about Big Bird hadn't had a real storyline in years, and so Carol's there. He does walk on whatever, but they don't utilize him as much as they used to because it's all the Elmo and what's-her-name right. show. Abby, Abby, Abby Cadabra. Yeah, it's those two. And what happens is Big Bird walks over, and they're like, Oh, Big Bird, why are you so sad? And he's just like, Well, I was trying to join the Good Feather Friends Club, and they said I have to do this, and I don't have the power to do that. So Abby Cadaver's like, Well, I'll grant you that wish. So it's like, I think he has to have smaller feet. 
And so he gets smaller fee. He goes over there, and the one bird, the leader, is just like, "No, now you gotta be, you gotta have bigger feet, but have a smaller body." And he knows it can't be done. He thinks, and the other birds are just like, "Ha ha," going along with it. As being bullied, I was just like, "Oh my god, this is breaking my heart." Because, and also, you grew up loving big birds, so you're just like, "This is fucking heartbreaking." That is rough. Right, but it's literally like broken up into. It's like literally, I think, a 15 minute chunk mm. broken into like smaller episodes like part one part two and at the end of it Abby Cadaver every single time and Elmo of all people was like why don't you just be yourself you, people should like you for being you we like you for being you big bird Elmo like you for being right. you right oh I'm going to start crying if I keep doing it so, yeah. I, so but, that, but that was the last big like big bird storyline and I'm just like it was really freaking good and that breaks my heart now that it's like they're even focusing less on it because they barely were giving him anything to do in the first place. That breaks my heart. But again, the street not changes it. I'm okay with. I just think it should be more gradual than redesigning it all at well, once. Well, they actually do have stories. And having Oscar in a recycling bin now instead of a trash can. Well, I hope they make that work. I they got to have reasons for it. Well, I mean, it, I, a few years ago, remember when they had Cookie Monster make switch to cookies being a sometimes food and all that. Yeah. That was fine. It made sense. And that's why I'm like, I'm okay with you taking a, a street from Brooklyn and making it more environmentally friendly yeah. in an era where we're trying to add more green space and stuff. Yeah. But do it gradually and make it part of the story. Don't just, all of a sudden, it's a new street. Yeah. Or, like, just say, like, hey, our street's been down. We haven't been able to do this. We need that. a community garden. We need this. And then we show them do it, and then it stays. That would be what I right. would do. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, they usually do that. They've done that in the past. And the yeah. thing is, the hour has awarded them that. Yeah. And the great thing, I, okay, in That's my That's true, a half hour, they have less time. I, I also feel, too, that, um, again, this, this is, again, neither of us have seen any of these episodes. No, we have not. So, but at the same time, I feel like the great thing about an but hour. But they dropped the first two this week, I think. Uh, the thing that bothers me about an hour long to a half hour is that if kids stop about 15 minutes in, because and whatever, that's fine, you can pick right, especially in today's era, you can pick up right back off where you left off, and you have tons more sure. stuff to watch. And also, I'm sorry, I tried, I didn't try watching it. No, no I did try it once, and then, because uh, I would watch um, Ninja Turtles on Sundays, and but when I had a DVR, back when I had cable, it would tape over. It would tape over for an hour or so, because sometimes Nickelodeon had weird whatever. It would tape Fairly Odd Parents, or sometimes they would put Paw Patrol, mm. and then Fairly Odd Parents. I don't know why, especially after showing at 11 a.m. a violent comic book show, Ninja Turtles, mm-hmm. they have Paw Patrol. That is the worst Perfect fucking fairy. show in the history of goddamn children's television. I fucking hate that show. I do worst not the like Teletubbies? it. Worst Teletubbies? No. Teletubbies are because it's about the worst in children's television. <sighs> I, I just I see I feel like the Teletubbies did more. I don't I don't personally care for the Teletubbies, but I don't feel like let me put it this way the Teletubbies would still have like you can make fun of the jokes or whatever what was going on because they it's had bad. Jokes. Well, yeah, you would just make adult references to all the weird shit on their head, and that would just mm-hmm. crack an adult up. For my cousin, rest in peace, he, he would always make fun of that. Oh, Blinky Winky had the big one that looked like a giant wiener on his head. And have you ever listened to so, uh, competitive erotic fan fiction? Is that by Felicia Day? No. But it's a podcast on the Nerdist Network. And basically what they do is they bring in five comedians or whatever to a room. And they do two different rounds in every live show. The first first round is they have pre-prepared stories based on pop... It's all fan fiction, so it's based on pop culture or whatever. Or the second round are people that at the beginning of the show, they randomly draw an audience suggestion out of a hat. And then they can either take that or they'll draw a second suggestion. But if they draw a second one, then the audience votes. You don't get to pick which of the two you get. And everybody always has them draw the second suggestion. But one I listened to not long ago, they had to do a Teletubbies 
competitive erotic fanfiction story about them all fucking each other. Mm. Some of them get quite wrong. What was it? Some show... Uh, Fraggle Rock one was interesting. Um, no, they did one that had a kid in it. That was like, well, the main character was a kid. I can't remember what it was. And when it was drawn, the audience was like, ah, you have to do that. And the, the person that wrote the story basically said, fuck you, I'm giving you what you asked for, and came back with this really awful child porn story. <laughs> and I was like, that's what you get for voting this for me. But the, yeah, the Teletubbies one was pretty fucking oh funny. Or like oh. somebody did the Today Show. Um, I mean, random, random shit. Some of it's really good, some of it's not good. There's one guy that always shows up and goes, Oh, I misunderstood. I thought you said erotic, uh, erotic corn fan fiction. Or it's a different word every time that's slightly off, and he does it every time. And, he all, and then it ends up still being a porn story, but it's like mm. slightly. It's know, on Nerdist? Like in corn. Yeah, it's on Nerdist. Um, their tagline is the internet's home for horny loners and muppet boners. That's pretty good. I like it. Uh, I've listened to probably 12, 15 episodes. I love it a lot. Mm. It's on the Nerdist Industries. It's Brian Cook does it. Okay, okay. I, th- I think I sort of know who he is because uh, he's been on Tabletop a few times. Yeah, I mean, most of the people that are on it, I don't usually know who they are. Uh, the people doing the stories. Every once in a while you'll get somebody um, famous, but it's a lot of unknowns. Well, yeah. Uh, but I feel like it's I can totally famous. compete. I, I even set, thought maybe we should do one of those some night. On one of our shows, because I could totally compete in that uh, arena. Yes, you can. If you want proof, please visit our last Christmas <laughs> show. Uh, uh, I could do that second round where you draw at the beginning of the show, and then you only have 30 minutes to write the story, and then come uh, out and tell it. I could totally do that. I know you could. <laughs> oh, Idea man. for GBG Live. Oh, Jesus, God. I don't think my, my significant other would care for that that much. Or okay. I, I'd be like, uh, can you uh, take my parents and please leave? That would be great. That's um, okay. But uh, Hateful Eight was good. I saw Hateful Eight. Um, that was okay. phenomenal. Uh, well, I liked it. No one else in the group I saw it with didn't, didn't care for it. Um, saw The Martian. I know. I want to see it so bad. It was not, not a perfect movie, but it was lots of fun. Oh, yeah. Matt Damon. Uh, it's definitely not my best picture. Matt but Damon. if Matt Damon wins Best Actor, I won't complain. Wonderful cast. Jeff Daniels, Kate Mara. So it's the comedy of the year, right? Oh, my God. Votes. That's fucking ridiculous. Don't even get me started on that. I think it was Ricky Gervais was like, the hilarious comedy. <laughs> the Martian. Um, no, that's bullshit. I mean, there were some funny moments in it. My favorite was when um, Jeff Daniels was trying to get the JPL guys, they were, the JPL, uh, Jet Propulsion Laboratories, were mm-hmm. trying to build a new rocket to send supplies after they learned that Damon was trapped there because it was going to be a while before they had another manned mission they could have ready to go. And so he was like, do you think you could do it in like six months? And they're like, oh, well, we can try our best, but I don't think we will. And Jeff Daniels looks at him and goes, that's fine. Just know that if you don't do it, I can't remember the astronaut's name. Matt, Matt Damon's going to die. <laughs> yes! Yes, he is! I just love Jeff Daniels's whatever. Sean Bean was really good in it. Does he... He doesn't die? No, he did not die! Spoiler alert! But oh. he wasn't a part of the Mars mission. But, so. but oh, someone did a, uh, a study, by the way, yeah. and said that he is actually second place in dying in, 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 in U.S. history as an actor. 
Um, I, I, someone did the thing. He's he's not died as many times as you would think. Like there's actually one actor who beat him in dying in movies. Who? I can't remember the study. But it's, not, it's like a graphic. You know how someone takes like a, oh, here's a graphic of all the actors who died in movies. Um, I don't know why I'm doing George Lucas uh, talking like that. But um, that's pretty much what they were what they were doing. And it, it just, it cracks me up that someone actually took the time and counted all the deaths in all the movies. Uh, they couldn't have counted all the deaths in all the movies. They had to well, be a sample size. Let me see. Um, this study has... Uh, Mickey Rourke is number one. Sean Bean is number three. Oh, no. Those, never mind. That's misleading. It has uh, John Hurt as number one. Sean Bean is number two? No, number three. Vincent Price is number two in this. Oh, I thought maybe it was the other one, or Vincent Price. Leo DiCaprio is fourth. (sighs) Stellan Starsguard's rated up there. Um... See, there's like several different lists with different people la- listing them. So I just thought that was really always interesting that like those like yeah, but yeah, like he wasn't like yeah, because everyone just goes he dies in every movie he's in. I'm like, well, remember there's that TV show with Melissa Melissa Marano or whatever. Can't get her name right. This is what I'm talking about. I can't remember names. I can't do anything. Alyssa Milano. Alyssa Milano. She was in a TV. No, no, not her. It was um. Ashley Judd was in that horrible TV show. Yes, and Sean Bean played the husband. Yeah, he dies. Yeah, here's another. um, But he lived. Here's another study. They have Sean Bean as fourth after John Hurt, Bella Lugosi, and Vincent Price. Bella Lugosi. Yeah, the old Dracula. Nice. Um, Yeah, John Hurt. I keep seeing as number one. John Hurt's the shit. I don't disagree. John Hurt is. So, I I loved, um, you know, so speaking of death, we've had a couple of very tragic Hollywood deaths lately with David Bowie and Alan Rickman, but I'd say the best thing to come out of there is I logged on to Facebook a couple days after Alan Rickman and it said, the music industry regrets to announce today that Justin Bieber is still alive and well. And I was like, (laughs) that's actually, I liked that. That's actually sadly funny. Oh, one thing I wanted to talk about briefly is Fuller House. Yes, yeah, you asked Which I still have to be, by the time this goes live, that still won't be out yet, right? Uh, what time does Fuller House go out? The this, 19th of February, I think? This will actually be out next week when we're Okay, recording so this. yeah, so I still gotta be careful what I say. Um, the first episode is a huge, big ball of nostalgia. That is awesome. It has everybody back except the Olsen twins. But they do reference Michelle, they address Michelle. What do they... Can you say? Um, Yeah, because I think I saw this in the... Well, it's been reported in different reviews that they kind of knock her. They're they're just like, oh, there's Michelle. And I think it's Bob Saget, if I remember right, that looks at the camera and goes, oh, well, she's busy running her fashion empire in New York. And at that, as one, the entire cast, like the whole cast is on stage at that point, they all just turn and glare at the camera for a few seconds. Wow. Which the creator of the show, the showrunner, had come out, I just read an article today, and said that was a joke, it was meant as a joke, the Olsen twins are still welcome, or for one or both of them to return at any time. Mm-hmm. They were invited, and they declined, but he said they are still welcome. But, I mean, the first episode back, 
had Danny, it had Joey, it had Jesse, it had Rebecca, it had the twin boys, same actors. It had wow. Comet Junior Junior Junior. It had Steve. It had the Ri- the Ripper uh, band. The Rippers. Oh yeah, yeah. It had yeah. the Rippers. It had every freaking person under the sun. It was great, and it was the perfect bridge between the old series and the new. And I will say, even more than Girl Meets World, Fuller House pays homage to Full House. Um, not just because it's the same house, it is, which is great because the set's very nostalgic. And when they move into the bedrooms in the like second episode, they're, oh, this was Jesse's room. Remember it had the pink bunnies on the wall, and now it looks like this. And this was the attic. Oh, the twins slept in that room. It looks like a closet. And they like, you know, so they actually get back into that stuff. Have you ever mentioned, make a point of the fact that the way the stairs didn't look necessarily right? No, the they didn't mention that. But it's, yeah. it's, uh, I, I can say, episodes two and three, we got, like, original cast members besides the new cast back just in little bits. And that was fun. But episodes four through six are just the new cast, mm-hmm. which does include DJ Stephanie and Kimmy. So it's not like, you know, nobody's there. Yeah, well, but it's. Um, they're the, aren't they permanently part of the cast? Yeah, yeah. They're the three stars. And it's their. Well, it's DJ's three children and Kimmy's one child live in the house with Kimmy and Stephanie and DJ. Mm. And, it, uh, I and I like the. You know, because Stephanie never liked Kimmy, nobody ever liked Kimmy. Right, she was the annoying neighbor, but yeah. she was DJ's best friend. And so, to me, some of the most interesting bits now that they boil down to the regular cast is the stuff between Kimmy and Stephanie, because that conflict's acknowledged, but they also acknowledge that they both love DJ and they're both going to live under the same roof for DJ. And how do they move forward from there as adults that can get along and not just be at each other's throats? That's actually and so that's cool. cool. Yeah, there's some neat stuff in it. Now there's some cheesy as shit stuff in it. They did a stupid fucking Mexican wrestling episode. I hate that every show has to do a stupid fucking Mexican wrestling. Maybe I just don't get Mexican wrestling, but it always annoys me. And they did like a really, but it's not just Mexican wrestling. It's a stupid fucking. It is stupid fucking Mexican. They had a. I won't spoil it, but they have a singer cameo as themselves in an episode that I found kind of dumb. Um, I'll tell you when we stop recording. Okay. Uh, and there were some things that are cheesy and dumb. I'd say I still like Girl Meets World better because they update the sensibilities a bit. But I do like Fuller House. And uh, Now, see, my problem with Girl Meets World, and I, I did watch a I lot like of Girl those. No, I like it too. No, here's the thing. I do like it, but I, I, I will binge watch it if I yeah. do watch it. My, thing, my problem with the show, though, is I don't love... The fact that uh, I think that everyone but uh, Ryder Strong, they've walked up to, and the, and, and the adults from the original one, they walk yeah. up to all of them and just said, I want you to just really fucking overact for me, yeah. please. Yeah. Because I know for a fact Ben Savage is was actually not that, well, he was getting goofier by the end of the original run, but... Well, he was... Okay, no. He was... I rewatched the first two seasons of Boy Meets World because I never watched it religiously. So I guess a lot of those episodes I was probably watching for the first time. But I watched the first two episodes of Boy Meets World, um, both when that show premiered and within the first six nine months afterwards. So re- in recent memory, and that he and Sean, Sean and Corey in those early days were so overacting, so cheesy. Girl Meets World is not any cheesier than Boy Meets World ever was. I promise you, just as cheesy and silly. Mm. But I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not saying it's not as. I just say it like Ben Savage, though. I think just really overdoes it. Yeah, it actually, but he always did. I, 
Not as bad though. Like I feel uh, like this is. Did. Oh, I just he did go back and watch it. I I have that's the what I'm early like, season yes. one too. Yeah, because that's uh, when Will Friedle's character was actually a decent human being. Yeah, like now, granted, I did not watch the episode where he came back, which was the way Disney and Nickelodeon air their shows are mm. all messed up. Yeah, like I watched the end of season one, but if you keep watching it, they saved. The last, I think, three of season one. To, so he really went yeah. end of season one right through season two, and and also I lost cable, so I haven't seen when Will Friedle shows up. But apparently oh, he comes he's up had a couple of beards. Well, well, Ryder Strong's in it. Matter of fact, I think we talked about this one time too. Ryder Strong, I felt if he was there, I feel he grounds Ben Savage's character. Yeah, I think he, they should bring him on full time. He's already he's, he's directing a lot of episodes. I mean, he's guest starred more than anybody which else, is awesome. but. I always think the episodes with him are stronger than the ones that just focus on the kids. Yeah, I I, I agree. I agree. And there's nothing against the kids, because the, well, ki- the kids have... That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's a show that's about the kids. Right. The problem is, is that when, what, why we watch is because we want to know how the adults are doing. And I think that's and, the nice part about Fuller House, is the show's still focused on the adults that are were working. kids, and now they have new kids to mix in with it. Interesting. Okay. Fair enough. So check it out. Uh, yeah. I won't say it's going to be... A great show, but the pilot is amazing. And after that, it's, you know, it's okay. Full House. Well, and the theme song is wonderful as well. Is it a new theme song? Or is it like an update with different lyrics? Same lyrics. Same song, different singer. But they'll do they'll do a picture from, like, the first season of Full House of DJ. A picture from, like, the end of Full House of DJ. And then a picture of now, now. current DJ. Ooh. And Ooh, and in the first episode, all the people that used to be main characters in Full House that came back are in the theme song. And then episode two, oh, they drop them. Uh, he's he's interviewed on Nerdist, but uh, Scott Winger, who played Steve, yeah, yeah, he and he's apparently back too. Yeah, he's, he's only done the one so far. He's the voice yes, of Aladdin. Yes, but he talks about he you know he is a one of the head writer, not not the head writer, but he's one of the top writers for Galavant season two. Really, he wrote an episode or two on season one. And was that the show that started with season two premiere something, aka Socket Cancellation Bear? I think so, yeah. I know, right? Right. And and what was great, too, is that apparently... I've not seen it yet. It's on my Hulu to watch mm-hmm. on my queue. But apparently they open up with the, the Galavant song, and finally someone's like, well, you stop Oh, that yeah, no, song. they only got a few seconds into it. Oh, they, okay, did they? I've only watched the first two. I haven't watched last night's or last week's I hope yet, they but... don't make Tim... I know he's, they will, he'll probably... His character's motivations are to become king and thus be evil again. But I heard the pairing between the two of them. Are oh, actually, it's, it's really, of course, it's it great. was just as great as you thought it would be. The first episode back there with How's the, the pirates. And How's the music? Is the music fine. okay? I always thought that the music was never as good again as it was in the first episode of the series. Yeah, the theme. Song that was, main theme is was wonderful, and it, it really disappointed me when season two came back and they started singing and then stopped it a few seconds in because. I understand that they're like, oh, well, it didn't quite work. We're going to try something different. But no, that's the part that did work about it, you know? Yeah, but the problem is that when you repeat it five times in one episode, that's that was still what, fine. No, I was still well, fine see, with I, that. I got over that. But then that. they stopped doing it, like, altogether. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Stamos's John Hamm showed up in the Again? second episode. Uh, well, but, but that was They spent my... the whole second episode in a gay bar. Hilarious! I, I Because Timothy Robinson never once figures out that they're in a gay bar. Not oh, once. Oh, my God. 
Well, I that I, I know you didn't care for it as much, but one of my biggest laugh out loud moments was in season one where they're like really trashed or drunk and they're all, or they're heavy. I can't remember what it was, but they're like going at each other super slow. Yeah, and they but and, and no, it's I don't like that. But see, I love that was hysterical because if they would have cut away from it sooner, mm. I wouldn't have probably laughed. But they it was just a long shot and yeah. it was just it was like awkward funny mm. where they're just slowly going at you. It's the worst tournament you've ever seen. Yeah, no, I, I, I love that. that yeah, but um, anyway, but yeah. all right. Well, that's all we have for right now. For now? Yeah, for now. Okay. We'll be back, though. Will we? When? Or when? When, when? pray tell? I don't know. That's a great question. Find out on the next episode <laughs> of The Good, The Bad, Find out the when good. we come back, back, when we'll be back. Right. Yeah. Something. This is a happy place. What the fuck am I supposed to say? <laughs> what song is that?